Hello and welcome to the Venus Investor Astrology Podcast. This is the episode for November 2022. And of course, as we speak, uh, early November, we are betwixt the eclipses. We've just had the solar eclipse in, uh, in Scorpio. And now we're just about to get the eclipse in the lunar eclipse in Taurus. But we've got a little lead up to that lunar eclipse because, um, as you may have heard, that Venus is really playing along with the sun. They're still together and really egging up this kind of idea of we're our sun, our vital force, is connected with this Venusian flow of feeling about uh, what we value, what we love, you know, emphasising our personal magnetism. And um, so there's kind of the two sides of it, the emphasis on our personal magnetism and how attractive we feel or what we are attracting, but also there's the money side of it too. And I think a lot of the money side of it is playing out on the global stage. So as we saw with the solar eclipse, which is where the new moon, come, the sun and the moon come together in early Scorpio, um, that Venus was exactly conjunct there and she was like the protagonist. It was a Ven Venusian solar eclipse. So with with Venus in Scorpio, we're going to think about sex, really. But Scorpio is also about finance money, money that you buy a house with, money that you would inherit, you know, when somebody dies, which, of course, is a Scorpio theme. So we have the dual themes of this sex and money coming up. And I think of late when things have happened in Scorpio, such as when Jupiter went into Scorpio, the day Jupiter went into Scorpio, a few years ago, um, the Harvey Weinstein scandal broke out, which then resulted in the Me Too campaign, etc. So we have concentrated on the um, the darker side of sex for Scorpio transits of late. And of course, before that, when Saturn, the day or the day after Saturn moving, Saturn, the hard karmic taskmaster, he moved into... Um, he moved into Scorpio and suddenly we had the Jimmy Savile, um, the, the biggest paedophile the world has ever known, break three. We had the panorama, the program, it all broke broke loose. The, the time when Saturn, that was in 2012, when Saturn moved into November 2012, when Saturn moved into um into Scorpio. So these are very, very sexual or about our past because, of course, the south node is in Scorpio. And so it's talking about our sexual past and really how Saturn and Jupiter, well, Saturn wanted to come along and show it and make it rebuild it and make sure that we're running along the right lines. And Jupiter came along and went, right, with something positive we can do. And that's why when Jupiter came into Scorpio, we had the Me Too campaign. It wasn't just about the disastrous things that happened. So now that we've got a solar eclipse conjunct Venus, Venus is about sex and money. So on one hand, yes, we have to look at what that means about how we feel about sex or the sex we've had in the past and um, how we can maybe transform it and, you know, use it, how, how that we've held on to um, dark secrets or or programming that wasn't necessarily right for us 
and potentially now we can change it with the next eclipse. Um, but also financially as well on a, on a different side of the Scorpio themes that we would have um, the idea that maybe we've, you know, the interest rates going through the roof, money shifting hands. And so that has also sort of opened up a Pandora's box of what is happening in the financial world. So that's how we enter November. And we're between the eclipses. And because the eclipse is happening in opposite signs, so this eclipse, last eclipse was in Scorpio. And this next one is going to be in Taurus. And Taurus is more about the physical money and wealth and our bodies. Um, so this has a slightly, well, obviously has a very different flavour. But we start November with this build up with, with Venus still being our protagonist because she, um, first of all, she makes an opposition to the North Node. Or should I say she makes a conjunction to the South Node. But so this so with Venus making a conjunction to the South Node, she really is looking at our sexual past, our monetary past, or our programming, our financial program. And I've spoken before about, you know, some of us running lack programs or, or, or um, you know, I'm not worthy programs, those kind of things that would be all deep in the subconscious, or the scorpionic subconscious. So Venus makes this conjunction on the 2nd of November, the next eclipse is on the 8th. So she's making this conjunction on the 2nd um, and the south node is on uh, 13 degrees. So she's kind of already kind of going, look, I'm here. I'm waking this up. I'm waking all these themes up, our sexual past, our financial programming past kind of thing. So those are big subjects that are going to be happening for this eclipse. But really digging around in the south node when the eclipse is actually happening on the north node really means that the south node issues really now have to be transformed by what comes in with this north node lunar eclipse. The sun actually makes her conjunction to the south node on the 5th of November and here in the UK we obviously have fireworks night on the 5th of November so um, or Guy Fawkes night so the fireworks will be going off around the and bonfire night um, everything will be happening around us then, but maybe when we are out there with our um, sparklers and Catherine wheels and watching the lights go up, something deeper is going on, something darker, you know, perhaps we bump into uh, an ex or not even an ex or someone that really reminds us of our past, of what happened, or maybe something to do with our financial um uh, past comes up or something that we need to are going to be dealing with in the next few days or weeks so as the sun meets up with the south node opposes the north node venus at the same time is now opposing uranus and that's a crazy combination venus opposing uranus that's like i've changed my mind i don't love you anymore or i'm i'm not going to have this financial setup anymore i'm moving out of this mortgage or changing something quite radically in about how I feel or in what I'm buying or not going to buy, you know, so I'm going to walk away from this deal. It's not going to happen for me or going to rubber stamp it. So Venus is there really to throw in the curveball because when we get to the eclipse, the eclipse is, it is conjunct, the moon is absolutely conjunct, v sorry, 
the moon is absolutely conjunct Uranus. So Uranus is like our crazy curveball. So we're having a lunar eclipse there, like we're ready for any surprises or anything that kind of comes in from left field. Don't be surprised, I didn't tell you. At the same time, Venus then starts to square Saturn. And this is where, like, you know, are we pulling up sort of some difficult issues from the past? Because we're still thinking about the past. It's still the South Node. You know, on the 5th of November, this is Sun, um, sun on the South Node. Venus opposing Uranus and Venus squaring to Saturn. So she really is kind of saying, you know, what are you, what are you playing at? What are you what what do you really think this is you're going to benefit? What are you attracting in this scenario, whether that's sex, love or money? So while the planets are sort of gathered around the south node and we're digging into past programming and um and um the you know, wealth transfers, we then have the lunar eclipse on the 8th of November. Um, this is a lunar eclipse, it's at 16 degrees Taurus and it's exactly conjunct Uranus, the crazy change maker planet Uranus. So this is kind of a wild and willful moon and it's going to bring many surprises. We've shifted from this Venusian energy in Scorpio which is about the subconscious and about the past and, and pay, potentially sort of the inner knowing and the wisdom that potentially we've been ignoring and we're now shifting to something very obvious and and wild and here in Taurus it is about physical wealth it is about our sexuality and it is in a different way than it is in Scorpio because Taurus is ruled by Venus and it's about the fertility of the land it's kind of rutting season territory so it's but how you use your body so we are kind of shifting to this um to this Taurus full moon and with with Uranus there and it's really helping us move forward with our expectations move forward with what we want to uh, what we want to feel how we want to feel how we want to be and move forward in other areas on a more global scale in terms of farming in terms of um um in our food production um, and, and our bodies in terms of how we feel about our bodies so it's going to be not much of a surprise that also that the physical side of our bodies that we're going to be able to talk about the effects of medication that's had on our bodies what's really happening to people because the Scorpio stuff is going to open up some can of worms of what's been going on and then the the Taurus side of things going this is what's happening with our bodies because the Taurus side is the actuality this is actually what's happening. It's the physical presence, the manifest world. So there's going to be some of that going on. But also think about Taurus. It's, it is manifesting territory, really good manifesting territory. So I think because betwixt the eclipses from the, the solar eclipse on the south node, it's like let's clear our past, whether that's programming, issues, ideas, attachments and so that when we get to this lunar eclipse in Taurus we can bring in something physical something we we feel good about in our bodies something and uh, uh, something worth worth us something wealthy rich uh, and in our comfort zone so uh, this is quite a nice feel of shifting if we do the work uh, for the solar eclipse in Scorpio, we then get the benefits of actually manifesting something wonderful, um, something that feels great with this Taurus full moon 
uh, lunar eclipse. So um, yeah, do the work and see the outcome. So this is happening on the 8th of November. So I think it's a good idea to allow yourself to be surprised and actually feel into your body about how you feel about what's changing. And it's, it's always about how you feel. So it's not what you're being told or what you've been seeing, or uh, it's like, how does that sit with me? How do I feel it in my guts kind of thing? How do I, when I think about that thing, what happens? Do I get a physical reaction in my body? And these are the signposts for this eclipse. Eclipses are really are really good times to work any kind of your magic, manifesting magic. So uh, this is a special one. So get to it, um, because straight after the eclipse, so that the eclipse is on the eighth, on the eleventh of November, the moon just moves on into Gemini and then comes to meet Mars, who is now retrograde, of course, and creates a yod formation. I love a yod. Now yods are lesser known aspects in uh, astrology. And it means that um, Mars, Mars retrograde, is at the head of two inconjuncts. So one inconjunct on one side will be the group, um, will be mostly Venus, but also then taken over by Mercury and then the Sun. So on one side, Mars is getting this energy from this scorpionic energy, um, dark secrets, subconscious programming. Um, and on the other side, Mars is is kind of not getting energy. So like the inconjunct is where the it's like a blind spot. So Mars is getting it's meeting this, but it just doesn't understand. And on the other side, it's Pluto in Capricorn, the financial side. So Mars here hasn't got a clue, but he's going to be really surprised with what's happening because the Pluto and the and the group in the stellium, actually in Scorpio are going to work together to bring about something that Mars, obviously in Gemini, is going to open up about. So I do think that the business side, Pluto, Scorpio, and uh, sorry, Pluto in Capricorn, business, dark goings on in business, the transformation of our business world with the psellium in Scorpio is really going to um, have an opening, an understanding that they're working together, but Mars is going to be the one that's going to be, do the big reveal. Because Mars in, in Gemini, Mars in Gemini is uh, going to talk about your shadow, whether you think, care about it or not, because the Gemini obviously wants to hide the shadow, but Mars is there being the trickster. And when he, so he can reveal that or not reveal that. And when he's retrograde, he's really working hard to, his discernment is, superpowered um he's really you know he's not got the energy to as he usually does to to uh reveal things to make things happen it's like no i'm sitting back making things very precise movements and so i think this because this yod now the eclipsed moon joins mars at the head of this yod i think on the 11th we are going to find some more surprises that we're going to really understand much more about what mars retrograde and the whole mars retrograde lasting till march next year is going to be about and we're going to have some news revealed to us or some tricky pieces of information i think it's already happening anyway but we're going to have a big drop around this day with all the scorpionic energy is happening um, of late, you know, with Sun, Mercury, 
and Venus and also the eclipse um, in Scorpio, um, you'll be relieved to know that on the 15th, Venus moves into Sagittarius. And that's kind of a bit of a relaxing like whoa we can we can take our foot off the gas now this is this is the first sort of lightness and less intense feelings that we we get so um on the 15th she moves in to Sagittarius and Sagittarius obviously wants fun and wants to kind of, you know go off and 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 you know it, it doesn't want to be bogged down with the details or the intensity of Scorpio so when Venus moves in it's kind of right okay we're going to we're going to run with what we've got here. And then Mercury on the 17th moves into Sagittarius as well. So we've got both Venus and Mercury moving into Sagittarius. And so this is sort of lifts our minds, lifts our hearts a little bit. And um, out of the intensity that we've been going through with the eclipses. And, and this is a good thing because we have quite a lucky day on the 20th. The sun is going to make, uh, the sun, it's still in Scorpio, is going to make a trine connection with Jupiter at 28 degrees. And so they're both in water signs and uh, Jupiter is going to expand everything that it touches and he's in Pisces. So our emotional wisdom is really opening up and, and we're getting more information. And of course, he's retrograding back to where he was before. So, and he's also stationing on this spot at 28 degrees. And so he sat here really going like this. This is important that we understand emotionally where we're at here. And the sun in Scorpio is going right. This is where we're at. So this is a day to think, to, to note in your diary and go, what, what am I creating here? Where am I heading? And am I being honest with myself emotionally? And of course, the planets in Sag are going, you know, lighten up about this. And, and you know, it's all going to be OK it's going to be okay we're heading in the right direction but of course on the 23rd now then what happens is the sun then moves into Sagittarius and the Sagittarius season starts for real um we can have the fun all the fun starts to happen but so that's the the 20th the sun makes a connection with Jupiter and Jupiter of course rules Sagittarius and then the sun moves in on the 22nd to Sagittarius and then on the 23rd Jupiter who is the ruler of Sagittarius, then turns direct. So he's moved all the way back into 28 degrees Pisces and now, um, and now moves forward. Sagittarius moving forward. And you know, Sagittarius is the lucky sign. So Sagittarius moving forward is like gives us a boost it's like yeah we're here and of course we've had the planets move into Sagittarius giving us like yeah we, you know there is hope here the we can get excited about things we can lift ourselves up a little bit out of this intensity so with this Sagittarius sort of triple Sagittarius move and this Jupiter moving forward we can go yeah we've got it right we're in the right direction we we are on the right track so I think this is a really nice kind of little week week this is a nice can I say that again this is a nice week to walk through with Jupiter helping us Jupiter's got our back and um, I think we're looking forward to you know all the planets have been retrograde so slow moving now Jupiter moves forward and uh, yeah we're going to get a boost and of course it is Sagittarius season it's the run-up to Christmas and so it is a time when people want to let their hair down and go a bit crazy and have some good times and you know that's total Sagittarius territory um so that's good time to absolutely go for it especially after what we've been going through so um it is a really good time to feel positive and I always think that you know Sagittarius season 
both my parents are Sagittarius and some of my dear friends so that when I get to um, this point, when I get to a few days through Sagittarius, I'm kind of getting knackered by by halfway through it because um, there's so much energy and liveliness happening even before we get to Christmas. And so we're in this run of good luck. And then, of course, we have the Sagittarius new moon. And that is on the 24th of November. Um, this is a lucky new moon and it's full of hope. But I would also say it's got a degree of emotional sensitivity to it as well, because the moon, the new moon is trine and out, out of sign trine, because um, the trine would be in another fire sign. But actually the trine to Jupiter is in um, Pisces. So there's a degree of emotional wisdom around this and um, a degree of um, emotional sensitivity, which Sagittarius would normally gallop over. Um, as well as that, on the other side, this new moon is trying to Chiron, the wounded healer who's at 12 degrees Aries, uh, where Chiron is obviously asking us to be responsible for our, our, our wounds and our own healing. And so this new moon could bring about, you know, with this emotional wisdom and hope that it brings, it also brings us with a mount that we can heal, we can move beyond um, what's happening globally and what's happening for us personally. And um, I think it's a really nice uplifting message for our times. I'm looking forward to that one, but got to get through the eclipse season first. Now, obviously, I'm saying really nice, positive things about Sagittarius. Um, but I would say that as the planets move into Sagittarius, they are going to oppose Mars retrograde in Gemini. And as I may have said before, Mars's retrograde is going to last all the way through to January. So we've got three months of this almost. And um, then he doesn't actually leave Gemini till, or doesn't come out of the shadow zone till March and then leave uh, Gemini in March as well. March is a big month for next year and I'm going to do a, an, issue, an episode of this podcast about what's happening next year and I have done an episode on this Mars retrograde because it's it's lasts such a long time, it's a big aspect for our times and um, you know the, I think you know we're going to be de digging deep into many of the lies we've been told, the, the lies we've been telling ourselves um, and um, seeing the other side of the coin and having to use real discernment. So anyway, so now the planets are in Lucky Sag, so they are going to oppose Mars retrograde in Gemini. And there's that, that axis of the Sagittarius Gemini, where Sagittarius is about the higher truth and possibly not looking at the details and having blind faith um, and not bothering to check whether it's fixed in reality or not. And then there's the Gemini idea of, of the truth can be quite flexible and there are alternative facts or you hide the unpleasantness because we can just have fun and stay with the good times. So anyway, so these planets, first of all, um, the first one that comes along on the 28th of November, um, Mars makes a, um, a trine or backs into a trine with Saturn in Aquarius and it's like here that Mars is kind of going oops I backed into here Saturn 
and kind of surprises Saturn. What are you doing? Why are you oppressing the people? What what's going on here? And and here I think we're gonna there's a big truth reveal. It's Mars wants to have the conversation, wants to dig in. And I think we'll be surprised about what comes out here with Mars kind of digging around with Saturn, who really isn't someone that's gonna be isn't gonna it's not the feeling that you know it's the authority and the oppression that mars is kind of gonna go i want to hear about it i want to know what's going on it's almost like this is where you hear someone hear the authorities say right we're gonna have a a, a, a legal hearing on this process or what's been going on so that could be interesting on the 28th of november because then um, on the 29th, the next day, Mercury is opposing Mars as well. So Mercury's in Sag. And, and of course, Mercury in Sag wants to tell everyone. Mercury in Sag is like, yeah, shout it from the rooftops. Let's have a chat. Really kind of quite open. And with Saturn and he and Mercury here is going to make a sextile to Saturn. And on the 29th, the moon joins Saturn as well. So I really think that the, the Saturn aspect of this is kind of the is like the father who doesn't want to say what he's got to say. But Mercury in Gemini and Mars retrograde, sorry, Mercury in Sagittarius and Mars retrograde in Gemini do want you to want the authorities to speak. And there's this huge power coming along with the moon highlighting the Saturn, highlighting the authoritarian nature that is in Aquarius oppressing the people. So I think there's going to be questions asked about the pandemic, about uh, you know why we were in lockdown the reasoning behind the lockdown I mean you know it's actually literally speaking here via the planets of what we're going to discover and the truths that are properly going to come out or the truths that were always there but weren't really allowed to be spoken because so many people were censored all of us were censored in one way or another so I feel in general that the month of November is quite a good one. It's a positive one. There has intensity to it and real understanding about our you know, emotional wisdom and really getting to grips and being honest. But that feels like such a good thing to do with the planets moving into Sagittarius and um, also urging more truths to come out. Uh, on the wider scale rather than just the internal truths that we might be grappling with so please do have a lovely month and tell me how you get along and tell me if you have any truths revealed love to hear from you any feedback um, thank you so much for listening and i'll see you in the next episode thank you